0: are Welcome to episode 13, 13 of the Yellow Podcast.
1: Uh, Matt's not here this week, but we have a, a very uh, special guest, actually someone who's returning to the podcast. Our very own uh, Peter Hewart from also from Capital Avenue Club. Peter, how you doing, man?
0: I'm well. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, and uh, it's been a really fun week. A lot of a lot of interesting stories to talk about. A lot of uh, news. A lot of uh, streaks and stuff like that. Um, and and most importantly, the Indians uh, are on an eight-game winning streak. And, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but first uh, first things first, uh, just, you know, just to get a couple things out of the way, uh, if you'd like to find the podcast on iTunes, uh, just search Beyond the Box score. You could search uh, BTB, uh, Matt Kloss, and Dave Gershman, whatever. Peter Huart actually, as well. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like to follow Peter on Twitter, he's at Capital with an O. Avenue, and I'm at Dave underscore Gershman. If you, uh, the Beyond the Box Score has a Facebook page, just search Beyond the Box Score, and you could uh, find the podcast on Twitter at BTB Score Podcasts. And uh, hey, hey, Peter, so I know you're watching the Braves game right now. This is Tuesday night uh, for those of you who are listening, and the Braves are playing pretty well right now, right?
0: Yeah, in this one, they certainly are.
1: Well, yeah. So what's going on right now? I mean, how's it how's it looking to you? Because I'm watching. It's fine. Okay, right, so. So let's just go through, you know, through what we're doing right now because I'm watching the MLB Network uh Rays Red Sox. I'm sure you're watching that too, maybe. And I'm also watching the Royals twins on my computer on L B T V and Phillies Nationals and A's White Sox. what about you?
0: Yeah, I just uh I've just got the the Braves Marlins going right now. Uh just started uh just started uh doing a a game chat. Um just installed a chat box on my site, and uh, and so we're trying that out. So I've got all my attention devoted to uh, to Braves, Marlins, or had until we started recording this.
1: <laughs> is it is it one of those um? What's that chat thing called? Um, uh, Cover It Live? Is that what it is?
0: No, no, uh, no. I've done those before. This is uh, uh chat and go. Uh, it's it you know it's it's permanently out there, and I don't have to. I see. Sit there on the on the console and approve every every comment that comes in. It's gotcha. just o- open season, so it can function even when I'm not there.
1: Yeah, everyone who's listening, make sure you follow or make sure you go to uh for for some really good Braves stuff. It's probably you know you know we're not going to brag, even though I'm a little biased towards beyond the box score people, but it is the best Braves blog or site, right?
0: Uh I, I mean, there's there's several good ones,
1: but it, but it's the best. Just say it. Just say it. It's definitely the best.
0: Uh, you didn't hear that from me.
1: But I did. Anyway, uh, you know, I know I know you and I were talking about this a little bit uh off the air, but but the Braves are starting to get going now, and and if you know uh, Brian McCanna uh, his first uh, non-single of the season uh, today, or sorry, well first extra base hit of the year, he hit a home run, and and, and Hayward hit a bomb. You know the Braves if they if things you know if things uh remain going well, if Dan starts to hit, uh you know, the Braves could really be a team, uh, that can give the Phillies and, 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 you know, if the Marlins play well, you know, the, the Braves could potentially, uh, play for the division. Obviously it, it's really early in the season, but it's, but it's looking like they have a, a really, really good shot at the wild card. If not the division, what do you think, Pete?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. They're, they're, they're certainly in the division race, but, uh, but I, I think, uh, I think really good chance at, at winning one of the two, either the division or the wild card, uh. They they should have you know one of the best offenses in the league so if they if they can keep hitting I think they will have a shot because they've got they've got a good a decent bullpen and and a and a decent rotation you know above average there and they're not going to be too bad defensively either I think a lot of the a lot of the concerns about their defense are are largely overblown so yeah I I, I do like their chances
1: it's funny I'm watching the Royals Twins right now and and as you know the, the Royals broadcast I turn to the Royals broadcast it's the Royals broadcast and they showed the starting lineup and it was crazy. You know, if you had, if you had told me before the season and you might have told me this, and I'm not even sure, but the, if you had told me that the Royals top six or seven hitters would be, you know, are the worst hitter of that group, I would be hitting 282. I would have said you're crazy. I mean, Chris gets is hitting 345. And you know, I haven't really, I haven't really taken a, a big look at, at, you know, the, the exaggerated stats, you know, the advanced stats so far for, for the Royals team, because you know, it's it's probably it's, it's probably not something that you want to you know focus on because things change you know after the first second week and and you know players slow down Alex Gordon might slow down but you know but the Royals as of right now are are just you know they're really hitting and you know whether they pitch or not if they if they still hit like this I'm you know I don't personally think that they're gonna make a run for the division but if you look at guys like Wilson Betemit uh you know maybe. You know, obviously Jeff Francoeur, uh, guys like that, potentially midseason, season. They could trade these guys if they're still hitting. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I agree, especially you know with Francoeur, like Texas last year, they were looking for a, a guy who could come in and, and hit left-handed pitching. And we like to rag on Francoeur, me especially, because I had to I had to endure it for so long. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he I mean, he can do that. He can he can hit lefties so um if, if a team if a team needs a a right-handed guy to sort of sort of come in there and and be a a platoon or even even maybe a regular player if they're really desperate they uh they could definitely they could definitely call the royals about Franco and and Wilson better meet, too
1: yeah i'm not trying to, I'm, I'm really not trying to, i'm not going to rub this in or anything trust me but hopefully a, a team is is smarter they're giving up uh, a Tim Collins again for, for you know, for you know, because Jeff, Jeff Francoeur, if he hits this year, if he hits midseason, and they trade him, he's kind of the equivalent of what Rick kill was last year. And then, you, and then you look at someone, and you know, the Royals have have a, have a really good bullpen, but it's, you know, aside from Robinson Tejada, there's uh... probably no guy in that group who you want to trade because it's really Tim Collins, it's uh, Nathan Agcock, it's well, well, Nathan well Agcock is a different story, but it's Tim Collins, Aaron Crow, Soria, Soria maybe, but you know, but uh, they could uh, potentially uh, have a steal again, but hopefully a team is, is uh, smarter than giving up a, a prospect like Tim Collins uh, at the Braves for last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So sore subject. <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: man. It's, yeah, but Tim Collins, Uh, damn, I mean, they, the Braves actually, you know, because at the time, I was watching Fisher Cats baseball in New Hampshire, and Tim Collins was, was in that trade, and. You know, I was really surprised at the way that all that happened. And at first, you know, I thought the, the Braves uh, had a clear win when they got um, uh, Tim Collins, Tyler Pasternakie, and uh, Alex Gonzalez in exchange for Escobar and and uh, and Jojo Reyes. But you know what? You know, it seems like Blue Jays fans really tend to overrate Reyes at times. I, I think it's a pretty fair trade because, you know, Gonzalez, Gonzalez is Gonzalez, but, you know, but Escobar's been playing well. And then you have um, – well, sorry, at, at the time it was a fair trade, not – right now because, of, because Tim Collins was uh, was traded but at the time you, you know Austin also was playing well uh, Escobar came to uh, to Toronto he was hitting um you know Pastorniki is a guy I really like and I think he's at is he at Mississippi right now
0: Yeah he is uh, and he's hitting over 500 actually
1: Yeah yeah that yeah man he's a good prospect I like him a lot and and in a little bit we're, we're going to talk about prospects but um and you know cuz I know that you've been uh, watching some uh, some Rome Braves right
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I, I watch a lot of minor league baseball.
1: Yeah, and especially Bryce Harper. Wait, so did you see that game, the Bryce Harper uh, debut?
0: No, I didn't. uh, Ah. I was going to. I I, I tried to, but I couldn't swing it.
1: Man, you should have. You should have.
0: I know, I should have. Carlos Perez
1: started it for for
0: Rome, too, and he's a guy. uh, Well, I saw him down in Florida a couple weeks ago anyway, but Uh still worth seeing.
1: Yeah, um, I, actually I forgot to mention. Uh, we're gonna be joined in a little bit by Ben Badler, and it's a funny story he told us. Like everyone's gonna hear it, obviously, but he said that, you know, I, I was asking him about. Uh, and you'll hear it. I was asking him about, you know, potential breakout candidates, you know, in the minors, and, and and he mentioned Carlos Perez. I said which one, and he, and he said both. But then I said to him, well, no, but uh, and then he said, but there's actually three because Peter, this, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're gonna believe me about this, but the Blue Jays, Carlos Perez has a brother in the Cubs system, and you know what his name is?
0: Uh, let me guess. Carlos Perez. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, that's, that's pretty funny, right? I mean, the, the parents, I guess, just don't really... I mean, maybe they're mute.
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: Yeah, but Ben Ballard, uh, we already did the interview. He's uh, he's great. We had a great time. Uh, uh, Peter was a little bit quiet, Peter. I'm not sure why he didn't talk during that interview, but, uh... We had a, a good time talking international prospects and prospects in general. Yeah, the Braves, Carlos Perez. Uh, back to him. Uh, he's just one of, you know, he, he's like he, he's like one one hundredth of the Braves uh, minor league system. I mean, they have Tehran, uh, Delgado, Arrodis, uh, Arrodis uh, of Escaleno. Who, I mean, he might be the second best prospect. Uh, sorry, the second best pitching prospect. Um, in that organization. And, and he, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, and didn't you see him uh, when he went down to Florida?
0: Yeah, he was the best pitcher I saw in Florida. Uh... Uh, really, really good fastball, really good curveball. He he already he already controls them, commands them both. Uh, he might have to settle in as a relief pitcher just because his his he kind of throws across his body. He's got a violent arm action and he's had some uh, some shoulder back and and elbow troubles in the past. But uh, if he can make it as a starter, he's got number one number one starter potential and if he has to settle for for relief he's uh definitely a back end of the bullpen guy so really good prospect
1: i hate to ask you this but if you had to i mean if you had to project you know if you had to project him as a current major leaguer you know who would you who would you compare him to without making it too you know drastic
0: oh gosh um i I don't know i I, I just i just don't pay attention to that to that many relievers it's hard to find uh I don't know. Maybe maybe you can tell me. He's got a uh, you know fastball. Movies. Think of a guy who who throws a uh, ninety four to ninety seven fastball with uh with lots of lots of arm side run and uh and a plus power breaking curve and that's all he throws. So
1: he's kind of uh, like uh like Craig Kimbrell a little bit.
0: Yeah yeah sort of. Uh, Craig's got the slider. Vizcaino's <laughs> got the got the curve. Um, but yeah, they are they are actually similar. Mm-hmm similar pitches and this um, guy knows uh this guy taller than Craig yeah but they're both uh they're both really well built and and strong and this guy know's not a not a super tall guy by any means so yeah I think it, I think that is a, a a pretty a pretty good comparison I was actually gonna say Craig Kimbrel this kind Viscaino, control guy knows control is a lot better mm. than Craig Kimbrell's
1: oh yeah his, uh, yeah, his commands better probably I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean Craig Kimbrel's historically had had terrible control. Yeah. And uh Viscaino already has plus control, plus command. Um but the stuff is it's similar. Viscano's is probably a tick behind Kimbrel's, but yeah, I'd say they're 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 fairly comparable pitchers.
1: And and just to change the subject um, a little bit, I was thinking, uh I think I think Mike Exeas any blues that came up with this. You know, could you imagine if the Yankees had uh, uh, had Vizcaino and Garrett Cole in the rotation, like like next year or, or, two, or, or, or two years from now, or at least in our minor league system, could you imagine if the Yankees organization had Delon Patanis, Manny Bonuelos, and then Garrett Cole and, and uh, Rodas Vizcaino in that organization?
0: Yeah, that would be... I mean, it would be even better than, than what Atlanta has now, I think. Uh, yeah, that's... I mean... Gosh, that system's already yeah, stacked, man.
1: Slade Heathcott's hitting. Wow. Yeah, that'd, yeah, that'd be crazy. And and uh, you know, uh, Garrett Cole. You know, the draft is uh, the draft is, is coming up, and and we'll uh, and we'll obviously be talking a lot more of the draft as it as it nears. But uh, I remember Connor Glassy talking about how uh, how how Garrett Cole might be the number one overall pick this year, and, and not Anthony Rendon. And I thought, you know, I, I think I've always had a a little bit of a hard time uh you know believing in pitchers uh who who get picked a uh, number one overall because it seems like something always happens you know it's it's never worked out 100% like they would have wanted David Price was a great number one overall pick but that's you know it's very rare that you'll find David Price you know you see Luke Kochaver uh you know you can't help injuries Steven Strasburg got hurt uh you know uh, Brian Bullington was just a just a horrible number one overall pick uh, you know i think i think uh it's 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 risky but you know but Garrett Cole has has obviously shown this year and you know, for UCLA, that he 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 could be an ace, and you know, I don't. Yeah, I yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes sometimes the talent just just dictates like you got to take this this guy like Strasburg. There's there's no one else. Who are they? Are they gonna take Ackley instead of Strasburg? No way. Um, but I think when you have when you have a a pitcher and a hitter, on a on a comparable level, I think you got to take the hitter just because pitchers get hurt.
1: And uh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, and you know it's kind of funny because uh, I wrote about this today. I actually got, I mean, I got a lot of interesting feedback. Uh, you know, Anthony Rendon and uh, Matt Perk were both, you know, so far over the past couple of months have just been terrorized by injuries, you know. And uh, yes, bad, bad, yeah, and and both of of their draft stock has, you know, I'm not sure about Rendon's, but. Perk's draft stock has significantly lowered. Rendon's might take him to the number two, number three pick, and I think I think he'll get picked by the Mariners at number two. But uh, you know, Perk, it's just interesting because there was talk, you know, a couple months ago, you know, before the season started, before the college season started, that Perk might be a number one overall pick and and not Anthony Rendon. And I was saying, you know, at the time I said that's crazy, and you know, but I but I really think that if Perk had been, you know, what he was expected to do this year. You know, I mean, he 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 would easily be the number three, number two, maybe even number one pick. You know, it's it's just interesting how things work like that, and it happens every year. There's players who have injuries or whatever that that bring them to you know to the late first round, mid first round, second round, a compensation round. Anthony Ronaldo last year, you remember that, right?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Red Sox got him what in the in the 40s range.
1: It was in the 40s. Yeah, I think it was 42 or 43. Yeah.
0: I mean. Yeah, that was a steal yeah. for them. Gosh,
1: I was I was thinking today because you know because. Obviously uh, uh the minor league season just started last Thursday and there's a lot of players from the two thousand ten draft making their debuts. And I and I was I was looking back at the draft, I was thinking back on it and there were you know, there were some really good pitchers who who were, you know, who were in the top uh one hundred, you know, even higher, you know, maybe even top fifty, top twenty five. Well not the top twenty five, but some really good pitchers who were just not picked as high as they could have been, and and you know I was thinking Tyrell Jenkins. I wrote a scouting report on him today for a penalty report. Um, you know obviously Ronaldo. I, I think I think uh, uh, obviously uh, Stetson Ali, the, the, the Pirates. You know there's and then and then there's uh, a lot of guys who are picked in you know maybe the five to ten rounds. Uh, I know there's a guy who you like a lot, Peter, uh, Dave, Filak, who you know who I couldn't I couldn't really see him go in the first, second, and third round. But man, I mean if a team I picked him in the in the you know, in the third round or second round, you know, he's, he's been really impressive so far.
0: Yeah. Has, yeah. 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 As I saw him down in Florida, another guy, another guy who was, who was just an absolute steal was, uh, the nationals got AJ Cole in the yeah. fourth round, Yeah. man. And they, and they, and they were able to sign him. That's, that's a huge boost.
1: It was, yeah, it was funny. Cause last year I spent, uh, I spent the whole summer in New Hampshire seeing the Fisher cats. And right near that ballpark is the Vermont Lake monsters ballpark. And, I was hoping that Bryce Harper would, you know, would sign early and uh and play uh for, for Lake Monsters because that was Nationals uh uh Penn League team at the time. Now and, and now that the A's, but I didn't see Harper obviously cuz he didn't play, but Cole um so I didn't see I didn't see Bryce Harper, but uh AJ Cole pitched for the for Lake Monsters and I think he had like one inning, but it's, you know, but as you said he he was man, he was a, he was a real steal and and also the other guy uh um what was his name uh Sammy Solis. and he wasn't really a steal, but you know, but he could have gotten the first round. He was picked, I think, the first pick of the second round.
0: No, no, yeah, I mean he he'll he'll probably be in their big league rotation next year. Uh, I mean he's 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 a, he's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, I think uh I think they'll end up doing well. Mm-hmm. He's uh you know a guy who, not a not a super high ceiling like a Cole or a or a Strasburg, but he's. I think he's he's going to make it if he stays healthy so that, that that's probably going to end up being a really good pick for them.
1: Yeah. So so some of the majors so back to the majors and and uh you know I want to talk a little, a little bit about the past week or so and you know everyone was uh spending I think a little bit too much time uh miserating on the Red Sox and, and discussing, you know, their fate and everything. And there's been a lot of teams and players who have been uh, pretty, you know, under the radar because the uh, the talk has been on the Rays, Red Sox, and things like that. And, you know, the team that swept the Red Sox in Cleveland, obviously the Indians won eight straight games. And I mean, is there any way Peter, that that we could quantify that? I mean, how did that even happen or did that even happen? Or am I just dreaming?
0: Yeah. Yeah. My, my eyes, my eyes have deceived me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry. They've played well They're, They're I I could see that offense scoring 800 or so runs. Uh, They got Carlos Santana. If, if, Hafner keeps fitting and doesn't break any of his body parts <laughs> they they could have a pretty good offense uh especially if if Chisholm makes some progress at triple a and they they end up calling him up uh you know June or July yeah I, I could yeah. see him I could see him scoring a lot of runs and if a couple of their young pitchers break out I mean I don't think they'll they'll run away with the division by any means but I can see him being in it you know and in July or so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely. And I completely agree with you. And it, and you know, it's funny because you know, last year the Indians uh they were not a very good team. But if you think about it, a lot of their you know, most of their roster, most of their players who they're depending on to be a competitive team were injured. And you look at Gray Sizemore, uh almost the whole year. Well, you know, pretty much the whole year because he didn't do anything when he was healthy last year. And as Drupal no. Cabrera, yeah, as Dribble Cabrera uh, bumped into the uh, into Luis Valbuena and missed a, a, a large amount of time, Santana got hurt after you know just a couple months after he came up. You know, if if those three were on the field healthy, you know, the whole season, and in, in, if you look at right now, Cabrera is second in the majors in home runs, and you look at uh, Carlos Santana who's, who's been hitting great, and they're already you know playing really well. You know, especially if Sizemore comes back. Yeah, as you said, they could be a team that could really stay in it. And and you know, as you said again, I don't think the pitching. As of right now, is is pitching that uh, that can compete with uh, with you know teams who are, are going to be in it and and stuff like that. But man, you know they're they're definitely fun to watch right now, and I'm I'm really excited to watch them tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pitching is. I mean, I mean, I don't expect him to keep it up, but Justin Masterson, he's he's had some had some platoon problems, but he's he's still young, and he's uh, he's got good stuff. So if if he could if he could sort of break out and then they got Carlos Carrasco in the rotation yeah. oh, and he, he, he could eventually be a, be a top of the rotation pitcher. So if, if those two guys take a step forward, you pair them with Carmona and then at the deadline, maybe they, maybe they dip into their, into their prospects to, to, to get an ace. They might, they might win the division.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that would be, you know, cause I'll tell you something and I'm sure you could say the same thing, even though they were, uh, a little bit rough on the Braves uh, when the Braves came to Cincinnati, the Reds and the Padres last year were two of the most fun teams to watch in baseball. You know, they, I yep. mean, yeah, don't you agree? They just kept playing well, surprising people. And the, and the Indians could be that team. And I hope that team because I hope there's a team like that this year. But as you said, I mean, there there could be some, some good pitching uh, on the market, maybe not great pitching. But, you know, I, I was thinking somebody maybe like, you know, I think MLB Trade Rumors mentioned Eric Bedard. I was thinking somebody maybe if the Angels are out of it, maybe like Irvin Santana. You know. Nevertheless, there is going to be yep, pitching available. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just, you know, and you said Carlos Carl Carrasco, that's a guy I like a lot, and he just has to keep the ball down. He keeps hanging his curveballs, and that's why he gets hit. But you know, as you said, Carmona, they could potentially have Alex White sometime in maybe August or something like that. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch.
0: Yeah. If if I mean I mean a lot, in in the interest of full disclosure, a lot of things have to break right for. For one of these scenarios we're talking about to, to come to fruition, but the, the talent the, the talent is there for them to to uh, to to take that next step and, and become and become contenders. So so we might uh you know if if enough enough things go right at the right time, we might we might see them stay in it and, and make some noise.
1: And just another thing before we change the subject, uh, I cannot see you know I, I really can't see any team on that division running away with it and you know what i'm not even sure you know the twins they don't look that good right now and the white Sox, or you know or whatever they're they're going to be a you know probably an average team like they were last year maybe even better than average they'll probably win 80 83 80, 87 games uh maybe at least the tigers will, will look good but there's no team that you can say right now that they're gonna you know run away with it
0: no no i think the white Sox have uh have a better chance of uh of possibly running away with it than than any of these other teams, mm-hmm. but but like you said, it's there's there's no team that's that's got a clear path to to win in that division. I don't like the Twins at all.
1: Yeah, uh, I I, I, I think they're agree. gonna struggle. Yeah, it's funny because every time because every every time you know that, uh, the season starts, everyone says Twins are not gonna win it. They're not gonna be in it. You know, they're gonna finish in third, second, whatever, and they win the division. So you just wonder how yeah. you know, how they do that, but but right now i really can't i really can't say i feel the same about the twins as i did last year and the year before because i just don't see them having that magical you know success like they usually do no i mean they're
0: they're not hitting and uh and that's really not much of a surprise honestly Maurer and Morneau are are pretty much two two of the better players and or two of the better hitters in the in the american league but apart from that i mean the, their middle infield one of one of whom is that is now uh is now injured that no track record of of success hitting uh denari span had a had a sort of down year last year uh we'll see how he rebounds he could i mean if, if he if he gets back to getting on base 40 percent of the time they could i could see him scoring enough runs to win the division but I think I think a lot of things are going to have to go right for the Twins to to win the division.
1: Yeah, the bullpen the bullpen looks so bad. Uh, Glenn Perkins, yes. Dusty Hughes, come on.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. The bullpen is not good, and that was a that was a strength for them last year. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, it's funny because I always rag on Matt Career. We always on the other box score we always make fun of Matt Career's contract. And, you know, I mean, it probably w- it probably w- would have made sense for them to at least consider bringing back Guerrero because. You know, if you know, last year they had Crane, they had Guerrero, they had uh they had a uh, Matt Capps. Matt Capps is still there, but they had um a, a bullpen Fuentes. that was Brian Fuentes Fuentes, uh they still have Mahars, but they had a really complete and successful bullpen last year and I mean they, they have Jeff Manship, Dusty Hughes and Glenn Perkins in their bullpen right now. Oh. I mean it's it's yeah. hard to think about.
0: Yeah, it's I mean they're gonna need the starters to to go deep, and and here's another thing: Francisco Liriano has been bad.
1: He's been horrible. Yeah, he's been really bad. He's he's looked really bad. Velocity's
0: down. He, he's all over the place. Yeah. Mm. I don't. I, I'm not trying to hate on the Twins. I'm oh, just, absolutely not.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Just
0: uh, just calling it like I see it.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I mean, because you know, because you and I have 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 been very fair to every team that that deserves fairness, and the Twins, you know, after Liriano, it's it's well, well, before Liriano, it's Pavano, but after Liriano, it's Dunsing, who's not a good pitcher. Blackburn, who's, you know, he's not a very good pitcher, but he's been pitching okay so far. And then you have uh, Baker, who's okay, but, you know, but they're trying to win a division here, you know?
0: Right, right, right. They, they need they need Liriano to be an ace is what they need. Yeah. And so far, he had not done that.
1: And a team that, I think, has a chance to be, like like the Indians, as we said, uh you know, I'm not sure that you know I don't really think they're gonna win more than eighty games this year, but the Baltimore Orioles have been really excited to watch so far, don't you think?
0: yeah, yeah, uh, they've been really good on offense their their pitching has been a really nice surprise um especially the rotation they're they're going with some younger guys and 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 I like that they're that they're giving those guys a chance to to step up and show what they've got chris tillman uh especially.
1: Absolutely, and and Brad bergerson has been, uh, you know, Brad Bergeson, uh Jake Arrieta, are guys who they're who they're you know who they're looking at. I I think Jake Arrieta, you know, he's always been a really good, uh, he you know he he's always been just a really solid pitcher in the minors. He's never you know uh, been considered a future ace, but he'd be. I mean, if he pitches the way that he's uh, that he's pitching and and continues to uh, to progress. By the way, uh, uh, while I'm saying that Alex Gordon with another single just uh, right now, wow, Alex Gordon, amazing. Best player in baseball, Alex Gordon,
0: <laughs>
1: MVP. MVP. Well, as I was saying, uh, you know, Jake Arrieta, if, if he pitches the way he's still pitching and and continues to progress, and and then you have Tillman, who's doing uh, what you know he's he's pitching well, and you have Jeremy Guthrie, who's really turned. Uh, I mean, he was horrible in '09. He was he was really good last year. He's uh, throwing you know harder than I've ever seen him throw. Uh, hopefully, he's back healthy after he was in the hospital. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the pitching is is definitely not. Great, but the offense. No. Is, but the offense is good, and
0: uh, I don't know. Man. Yeah, another guy, another guy. They uh, they haven't even gotten anything from yet. Is uh, is Brian Mattis, and he's probably the he's probably pr- pr- projects to be more of an impact arm than any of the guys they've they've thrown out there so far. And we've seen some good stuff from uh, you know Arietta Tillman in Britain too. Yeah, he's Britain. guy We haven't talked about. Yeah. Uh oh yeah, they, but. I like that they're they're giving these starts to these these guys who they who they think are going to be in their rotation for a long time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Britain, it's funny. Did you see Buster Williams tweet a couple of days ago? I think no, I, I didn't. Buster Williams said that people are are looking at Britain the way they they were looking at Strasburg last year. That was that <laughs> was kind of funny, but no, but Zach Britton, yeah, yeah, he's been pitching really well. He's been pitching great so far, and and he's been just as advertised. You know, he he's just a just a really solid left-handed pitcher you know he he actually reminds me of someone uh you know again i'm not trying to make comparisons but he really looks like the exact same pitcher just from the left side as tim hudson could you see that yeah
0: yeah yeah i can definitely see that uh he's you know he's he's that type of uh he projects to be that type of uh peripheral peripheral guy Mm -hmm. you know uh lots of ground balls um Above average, but not not through the roof, strikeout rate and really good command, and that's a that's a recipe for success, especially from the left side.
1: Yeah, and Camden Yards as well. You know, Camden Yards needs some pitchers who are not going to give up a, a lot of home runs, and if he can keep the ball down and get a lot of ground balls, you know, it'll go a long way towards success. And and uh, and back to the offense. You know, Mark Reynolds, and Derek Lee, you know, those are those are two guys who they who they brought in the, in the offseason. Same with Laddie Guerrero. Uh, you know they haven't gotten much yet, but they've gotten. You know, I mean, those two and and Vladi, those three Vladdy, are gonna are gonna provide uh, you know some some uh, some positive things for the Orioles. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna be you know five win players, not gonna be four win players, maybe maybe four win players, but you know they're uh, they're they're good veterans to have, and they're gonna hit, and uh, and Mark Vendels is gonna hit you know his home, his usual home runs, um, and they have Adam Jones, you know Marcakis is Markekis. Uh It's it's a Pretty solid team, you know. But but again, I don't think I'm not sure if they can be really good, but I think they'll be solid.
0: Yeah, they will be solid. I mean, th- their number nine hitter is J.J. Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many teams would he be hitting ninth?
1: Yeah, for? absolutely.
0: You know, it's yeah. uh he's a he's a pretty good hitter, and uh, to have him hit ninth, uh, I think, says a lot about your offense. Uh, Brian Roberts has been playing well at the start of the year as well.
1: Absolutely, Brian Roberts has been. And it's funny because this is uh this is what I want to talk about next. Uh, Brian Roberts, and and every other second baseman in baseball have just been tearing it up. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean,
0: yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: I mean, so many second basemen who you wouldn't have expected much out of this year um, are just really playing well. I know uh, there's gonna be a post. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this uh, Wednesday, uh, there's a post today uh, from Satchel Price on Score about Howie Kendrick and how he could be you know this year's a Ricky Weeks. And, you know, I see that. But Howie Kendrick is really, I mean, he's hit for power this year more than you've ever expected him to hit for power. I mean, he's hit uh, balls at, at Coffin Stadium where that just went, you know, over the fountains. And he hit one a couple nights ago uh, off um, off of, man, who was it? Well, it was off of Blue Jays' pitcher. Or was it Kyle yeah. Drebeck? I'm not sure who it was. But it was off of Blue Jays' pitcher, and he hit it over the, like, on top of the rocks. Man, I mean, and then you have... Uh, Brian Roberts, as we said, uh, there's 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 some second basemen who, who are not hitting, and uh, I'm not trying to name any names, Peter, but uh, but we all know who I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, Dan Ugla. Um, yeah, he's he's just he's been slow to start, but uh, but I'm not I'm not worried. I think he'll get it going.
1: He'll definitely hit. Yeah, and he always has slow starts, as you said, off the air. I mean, he there are times uh, on the Marlins where he would just where, where he would like do nothing in the first couple weeks, and by the end of the season, you see, you know, he has. You know, 30 home runs, uh, 90 RBIs. Y- yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just like that.
1: Just like that, yeah. And and uh, hey, Peter. So let's so let's take a break, and then and uh, we get back. We're gonna talk to Ben Badler of Baseball America, and after that, uh, you and I will wrap things up.
2: Sounds good. Sounds good.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Now being joined by Baseball America's Ben Badler. Ben, how are you?
2: Doing well, Dave. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course, and you know uh, the minor league season just started, I believe, last Thursday. And uh, I know how busy you guys are uh, over at, at Baseball America. Can you talk a little bit about you know about uh, what you guys are doing right now and, and preparing for the draft and stuff like that? As you know, as as the minor league season just started and as the draft nears.
2: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a busy time of year but it's a, it's a fun time of year. Although I feel like i say that uh uh throughout most of the year except for uh, maybe January when uh when things slow down a little bit, although we do get uh, going on some of our international coverage then too and, and uh with some of our books as well. But you know, this time of year with the minor league season started we're we're pretty much full born of that. Uh it's it's obviously exciting to uh you know, we we talked to scouts and, and front office guys and, and coaches throughout the, the off season too to uh you know to wrap up last year and to keep tabs on some of these guys in uh winter ball and, and the Arizona Fall League. But uh it's it's nice to finally have these guys uh back on the field and, and learn a little bit more about them and get some of the two thousand ten draft picks out there so uh it's exciting to see that. I just mm-hmm. saw yeah, Jared absolutely. Parker uh, make his return, you know, his first start since uh, probably about 18 or 20 months, uh, almost. So it was, uh, it was fun to go out to the park and uh, see him play, see Paul Goldschmidt. I think he's leading the minor leagues in, in home runs yeah. already right now. So uh, it's fun to get out and see those guys play, and then obviously working the phones, uh, talking to scouts, mm-hmm. talking to other uh, people in the game about what they're seeing around the minor leagues. Uh, so that's a lot of what I'm doing, and then we also have our uh, draft guys, I'm not involved in our, our draft coverage because most of what I do is on the minor league prospect side and on the, uh, international side, mostly focusing around July 2nd. So, you know, those guys are all doing, uh, making all their draft calls to, to scouts and, and coaches and, uh, doing, uh, getting ready for June. Uh, it's, uh, it's probably the biggest day on the baseball the calendar. I and mean, then obviously just the uh, you know our college guy Aaron Fit is pretty much the, the best. The big yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how he's, he's always on the on the phone or, or at a game or talking to somebody uh, just covering the the college game for the sake of uh, college baseball itself. So uh, it's definitely a, a lot of action this time of year at baseball America.
1: Have you already like penciled in your calendar? You know are there any are there any uh, certain prospects who you're going to see this season that you're really excited to see? I, I you know I know you're in I think you're in North Carolina right?
2: Yeah, we're based in North Carolina. Uh Raw based in Durham, which is uh I live uh you know, I live right around there, so that's it's a good area. We got you know, obviously the Durham Bulls, Triple A, uh Carolina Mudcats and double A, Southern League. We got Greensboro, which is uh, you know, a little A team in the South Atlantic League. I don't mean, you know, Kingston's uh not too far away either. It's uh, if you want to make that drive. That's about a little under a couple hours. So you got the Carolina League and then when the Apple Action League starts you got that in, uh, Burlington as well. So it's a great area for minor league baseball. You know, Manny Machado, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, <laughs> you know, the Orioles first round pick last year is, is already tearing it up, uh, in, in low A. So I'm hopefully going to be able to see him, uh, at some point, uh, this weekend or early next week. Uh, yeah, I got my, my minor league schedule planned out. You know, you, you got to see, uh, wait and see when these guys get promoted or, or if they, uh, yeah. uh, are still there. So, but uh, I know, Machado is definitely a guy I'm I'm looking forward to seeing, hopefully in the uh, the very near future.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I'm in mean, a little bit. I want to ask you about the about the international guys. But first, uh, you know, are are you going to be doing any traveling to see a, a, any uh, you know, players uh, around minor league baseball in America right. or or even uh, or even uh, internationally? Uh,
2: most of our uh, you know, for the minor league stuff, it, we're, we're fortunate to have pretty much every level of baseball here. Yeah. Obviously, we don't have every league here. Right. Uh, in the office, so you know a lot of the minor league stuff. It's it's almost every day there's a game around here, and the new players coming in uh, from you know, from outside, um, you know, from other teams, from the road teams to come in and be able to see. Uh, so there, there's not too much you know cross country travel involved in that. Uh, for me, obviously the futures game is, is a big event that we go to, uh, yeah, that's always enjoyable to go see. But uh, for the majority of it, it's, it's the prospects. Uh, it's a good area where the prospects come to us. Um, you know, international and, and between that and, and internationally, a lot of the work is just, you know, no, no one person can go out and cover the the whole country themselves. You know, a lot of the the, you know, the work is just done time the day and, and at night talking to scouts and, and seeing what they're seeing, um, you know, across the country and out in California or, you know, over in the, the Texas league. So, know, talking to those guys and getting a feel for uh, for what they're seeing all over the country and then obviously internationally it's you know a lot of the same uh, you know talking to those scouts and and seeing uh, tapping into some of their expertise and, and seeing what they're seeing in the players over there as well
1: and then you mentioned uh, uh, that you're gonna, do, uh, gonna be doing a lot of work uh, internationally uh, with the well, well not internationally but uh but focusing on the international players and the international uh july second uh sign deadline uh, hey Ben could you give us a little bit of a of a preview on those uh, players who you know a little bit of a quick preview who we're gonna be hearing about and seeing uh come come that date
2: sure it's uh, you know it's, it's it's early right now it's uh it's, it's still april you know, july second uh, is the first day when kids who are sixteen years old can uh, sign when they're uh, outside of the United States or Canada and Puerto Rico, which are also obviously subject to the draft. So, you know, it's, it's a big day on the calendar for them. And, and teams have, you know, for some of these kids, these kids have been scouted by teams since they were, you know, 13, 14 years old. So, you know, some of these kids are, are still pretty young. Um, we, we usually wait to roll out the, uh, the previews on, on some of the specific players' uh, uh, for a little bit, but you know, generally speaking, it does seem like there's a. It's, it's going to be a pretty solid class this year. Last year was a, a bit of a down year, uh, relatively at least. At the top, you had some guys uh, like Luis Heredia, signed with the Pirates for 2.6 million, or Ariel Lovando signed with the Astros for 2.6, or or, Adondo, or excuse me, Adonis Cardona signed with the Blue Jays for uh, 2.8 million, which was the, the number one overall bonus. But uh, you know, there wasn't really a guy like. Miguel Sano or Gary Sanchez, guys who are you know already among the top prospects in baseball because what they've done uh, you know last year in the in the Gulf Coast League was you know pretty uh, pretty astonishing with their bats being advanced as they are. Uh, so I don't I don't know that there's necessarily going to be a guy like that this year, but uh, it should definitely be a more exciting class I think than than last year. And, you know, who know? I don't know if we're gonna hem- ever have an international draft, but you got the CBA changes uh, potentially coming up this year, so it, it should be de- definitely be an interesting year in the uh, the international market. Yeah,
1: and you know, uh, obviously you said that Baseball America obviously is a uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you guys keep there uh, that you uh, you know that you don't really talk about until it's released. Um, but you know, are there Ben? Are there going to be any uh, teams we've seen you know spend big on international players in the past uh, spend big again, and, and maybe. A, you know, like the Pirates, the uh, Blue Jays have been in the past, uh, anything like that?
2: Sure, yeah. I think you saw the Pirates uh, try to step up their, well, they tried to step up their international spending a couple of years ago to sign some no. Uh, and obviously, you signed with the Twins, but they built a new academy down there. The Astros built a new academy down there. Uh, and last year, you really saw them their spending step up pretty significantly. So I think they'll spend a lot again. Mm. Uh, the Mariners and the Yankees are always. Uh, big spenders in the international market. I think they're going to see that again. Uh, You know, the Yankees, or the, excuse me, the Mariners already signed uh, Gabriel Guerrero, who's Vladimir Guerrero's nephew. Uh, They gave him $400,000. The Yankees, they don't have a first-round pick, I believe, uh, so they're probably going to spend even more than usual. They already signed Juan Carlos Caniagua, a a right-hander who kind of had a, a long story. He changed his name and, uh, went from signing for uh, for a five figure bonus to ended up getting one point one million mm-hmm. uh, after his uh, you know it was revealed that he had uh, you know, his, his name came out differently. So I don't know he's twenty years old, but he's got a big power on. So you know those teams are definitely going to be involved heavily again at the uh, the top of the market for sure. Yeah.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Brewers are the only team that does not have an international uh complex down there in uh, in the Dominican.
2: Uh, I, I believe that's correct. Yes. Yeah.
1: And 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 been talking prospects in general, you know, uh, you know, uh, prospects in, in minor league baseball in general. Um, you know, a lot of our listeners are really, you know, I'm excited about uh, toolsy players, high upside guys, uh, you know, uh, possible breakout candidates in the minors. Who are some of those guys who you're keeping an eye on, uh, who who might, you know, open up a lot of eyes here, who hadn't in the past? Sure, you know, you look at some
2: guys who are maybe lower in the minors, um, you know. Carlos Perez. Well, there's a bunch of Carlos uh, Perez uh, who are who are prospects. Uh, well, the Braves left-hander is is a good one, but uh, the Blue Jays catcher, uh, who I believe his brother is also uh, a catcher and is also named Carlos Perez. I think really? The uh, the Cubs. So yeah, I imagine that makes it a little uh, uh, confusing around <laughs> the the Perez household. Although I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the lovers getting yelled at probably knows uh, immediately which one is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the middle you know, names. Uh, the middle names. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's a guy who I don't. I, I'm not sure how much of a sleeper he is he was the number one prospect in the New York 10 League. Um, and you know, he is a guy who's been you know written about since he's in the DSL. But uh, he was he wasn't in the top 100. But I think he's a guy who probably will be there next year because he's a guy who has good defensive tools, has feel for hitting, uh, really good approach at the plate. You don't often see from a guy uh, that young, and he's also a a really good athlete. So he's a guy who has a lot of things to to like for him. Uh, So I think he's definitely a guy who could uh, come on and and be kind of a a guy who is in the top 100 right now, but a guy who definitely has the chance to be there uh, by uh, by next year or a couple other younger arms, you know, Carlos Martinez. I think people are probably familiar with him if they follow prospects. He's a uh, Cardinals right-hander. They signed him for, you know, $1.5 million. He already throws up to 100 miles an hour. You know, there's some discrepancy about his his name and, and his age. Um, you know, I think his age, you know, whatever his real age is, is, is definitely a factor uh, for him going forward. But if you throw 100 miles an hour, it, uh, uh, you know, that doesn't really, it, it. you know, the age, you know, still affects his uh how he's going to, you know, develop, but at the same time, you still 100 miles an hour. It's right. it's 100 miles an hour whether you're you're 18 or, or you're 28 or you're you know 58. It's still uh, it's still hard to hit when you when you throw that hard and and you put it where you want. So uh, the way that he can, so I think that he's going to be another guy who I don't you know I don't, I don't think he's going to jump up and be like Shelby Miller. I don't think he's advanced as a Shelby Miller, but. Uh, he's
1: definitely a guy who could leap into the top 100 next year. Yeah, and you know this is, this is funny. I, I you, you mentioned Carlos Perez, uh, the pit, uh, the catcher, rather. Uh, last year he had two home runs, and I saw one of them in New Hampshire. Or, sorry, in Vermont. And man, he's going to be really good. I like him a lot. And uh, hey, Ben, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, just a couple more things because I want to let you go. But um, you know, there's there's a lot of players who uh, who fans like keeping an eye on who are maybe older than you know who who, who aren't really you know at, at the same uh, level in terms of talent as Carlos Pres or Calls Martinez but are much older and uh and are yet to break out but have you know but the uh, but the potential's always been there. You know, they've always had the tools. Um, are there any guys like that who maybe might be in, you know, double A, uh, you know, high A who, who have not really put together yet but might this year?
2: I'm trying to think off
1: uh, I guess I guess Tommy Pham and, comes to mind. Tommy uh Pham with the cards? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh
2: he's an interesting guy. You know, he could uh he could be a guy like that. I'm trying to think of, um, uh, of, of other guys off, off the top of my head. Uh, you know, the, the the Phillies have an interesting, uh, you know, he's not necessarily a uh, a real toolsy guy, but uh, Harold Garcia, their second baseman, uh-huh. is a guy who uh, I don't think anyone really ever thought he was a prospect, but he's an interesting guy. He's, he's pretty much hit everywhere he's been. He had that huge hitting streak. In the uh, the Florida State League last year, yeah, and I think that uh, you know he's just a guy that keeps surprising people. Um, you know, Michael Taylor with the with the A's. I know he had a uh, down, you know, last year he was kind of playing through some uh, some injuries. You know, I still hold out, however, uh, you know, unreasonable it, it might be, but uh, I still hold out some hope that he can still put things together. He has hit in the high mm-hmm. minors. He has, you know, strength. He, he, you know, obviously that Stanford swing was a, uh, you know, a concern for scouts coming out of uh, college. But you know, I still think that he's he's the kind of guy who, he made a couple of adjustments. You know, he still has that raw physical package, uh, and and you know some track record in the the higher level uh, of the minor leagues to be able to put it together. So you know, I think he's he's another guy who who might be able to fit into that category as well.
1: Mm. And hey Ben, the last thing I want to ask you before uh, before I let you go. I think it was I think it was about a month or two ago. Uh, you guys put uh, together the top 100s, and uh, it was really interesting. I know you know uh, all you guys had uh, had different uh, had different uh, top tens because you know not not you know the same person didn't rank all top tens, but then you put the top 100s together uh, together, and and the rankings were a little bit different. But um, who were some of the guys uh, who you had uh, in the top 100 who who you think uh, we're going to be seeing soon in the majors?
2: Uh, soon in, in the majors, let's, um, you know, I guess I'm just try, I'm trying to think of the guys who are are there right now. Uh, obviously, you got Belt and, and Freeman, and, and those guys are already there. But you know, I think some of the next guys you're going to see are, you know, Julio Tehran. I think if there's, you know, if it if it comes mid-season and there's an opening in the Braves rotation, be it you know somebody like Jurgens or is, is getting hurt or, or minor or beachy and getting it done at the back of the rotation. Yeah, uh, obviously I like all those guys, but uh, if they ever have a need for a starting pitcher by by midseason, uh, I'm not really sure how. And and is healthy. I'm not sure how they're going to be able to hold him back because he has really outstanding outstanding stuff. Uh, great fastball uh, sits <laughs> legitimately sits in the mid nineties with one of the best changeups in the minor leagues too. And and not just that's not a new thing for him. I. I remember seeing him in the uh, the Appalachian League in rookie ball a couple of years ago, and his changeup even back then was just outstanding. And then he's got a curveball that's you know a, and a solid average to an above average pitch as well uh, that he can drop in there. And, and he throws strikes and, and misses a ton of bats. So I think at some point in the middle of the season you're probably gonna uh, see him. There's some other guys who. You know the Rays obviously have a, a lot of guys here with uh, Desmond Jennings and and Matt Moore. They, they tend to take things a little bit slower uh, with their prospects. I yeah. wouldn't necessarily count on uh, seeing any of those guys, but um, you know, th- there's certainly a guy guy like that or a guy uh, you know Mike Lustock is I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure he's quite ready for the big leagues right now or how much he's going to hit immediately because he is a bit of a free swinger, but I would not be surprised if he is up uh, in Kansas City at some point in the middle of the season. The guy's got a great swing, a ton of power in his back. Um, I think he can play third base uh, for now and, and be adequate over there. Uh, not going to be a gold-glover by any means, but you know he'll be able to handle the position for, for a while, and obviously he's got a, a great arm over there. So you know, those guys, or, or another guy who's a little bit down the list, that I think he's in, the, he's in the 40s. Jordan Lyles. Yeah. Um, I don't think he has too much uh, competition ahead of him. I think mean, it's just a matter of when he's ready. Uh, and whenever he's ready, the Astros are going to bring him up and, and put him in the rotation. And that certainly could happen this year. He's not a guy with overpower and stuff, uh, the way Tehran does. But he also has a, a great changeup and a solid fastball. And, and the breaking ball is uh, developing as well. But he's a guy who. Really knows how to pitch, beautiful delivery, and uh, I believe he's still only 20 years old. So uh, there's, there's a lot of things uh, to like about him. Maybe not quite the upside of Tehran, but a guy who could be, you know, a, a solid mid rotation starter with, you know, maybe a little bit more upside than uh, I think people give him credit for. But I think those guys are a pretty solid bets to, to be up uh, at some point in, uh, in 2011.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Moustakis, so wow, that whole Royal system is, is incredible. Uh, Hey Ben. Hey, hey, listen. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, and we look forward to hearing uh, you know all your reports as as the season progresses, and especially on July second. Hey, thanks so much, man. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: So Peter, so what do you got planned uh, for the rest of the week?
0: Um not not a whole lot, watching some baseball. Uh I'm really I'm really glad baseball's back. The offseason's so tough.
1: Yeah, it's the offseason is horrible. Yeah, baseball, the best sport in the world is finally back and uh are you are you going to any games this week or anything like that?
0: Uh we'll see. We'll see. I'm, uh, I'm a I'm sort of a operate uh operate day to day guys. So we'll see. Um I might end up going to a few. Um uh, might end up just watching them all on TV/MLB slash MLB TV.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are are you, are you are you in an area where they broadcast the games or are you blacked out or what?
0: No, no. I'm uh I'm in Atlanta, so I get all the all the Braves games and then nice. usually try to watch about about 150 other games a week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard because you know, every time I go to a game, you know, I love going to I love going to games. i been into a lot of games so far this year, but I've I haven't really been able to watch. You know, like when you're at games, you can't really watch other teams obviously because you're at the game. And um, but you know, that's why I try to I try to fit it around. But you know, I I usually try to go to a game when there's not a lot of really good pitchers in, around baseball pitching that day. Like tomorrow I'll be at the Mets game, and you know there's, you know Michael Pineda Ricky Romero tonight. I wouldn't I wouldn't have wanted to go to the Mets game tonight because I want to see the matchup. You know.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's tough. I mean, and a lot of times the, the day you you, you want to go see it, see a guy pitch live, but there's so many other good good pitchers going that night, you don't want to miss all of them. So it's a tough decision.
1: Do you ever do you ever buy tickets like the day of the game when you find out that you know that that Tim Hudson is taking on like, you know, Josh Johnson or something like that?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Strasburg last year. Oh. Uh, yeah, I bought I bought my tickets a couple days before. Uh, sat in the outfield, watched him, watched him get beat by Atlanta.
1: I think I remember that. Wasn't that the uh, the game where Ian Desmond like made a really bad play or something like that? Didn't
2: he?
0: I don't really remember, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was a whole Tommy John surgery ago.
1: Yeah, gosh, Strasburg. I mean, so do you think he's gonna come back? Do you, do you think he's gonna be the old Stephen Strasburg?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously gonna, I think, I think the stuff will be back, um, by the end of, by the end of this year. Um, and it will probably be sometime in 2012 before he gets his command back. And he's that bona fide number one ACE type starter, but yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll be, I think he'll be throwing 98 mile an hour fastballs and, Snapping off curveballs, just just like always. By the end of this year, if if the Nationals let him.
1: Yeah, a couple a couple of months ago, I I know you like Bill Latson a lot. I was talking to him on the podcast, and I asked him who he had to you know if he had to pick between Strasburg and Harper, who would he pick? And he said Strasburg. Ooh. And yeah, I,
0: that's a tough decision. I I gotta take
1: Harper though. Yeah, why?
0: He's a hitter, and. uh I mean you just you got to take the hitter because of the inherent risk involved with uh with starting pitchers pitching's really hard. Pitchers get hurt. Uh your everyday players carry carry a lot less inherent risk. So yeah. so I'm 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 picking the the guy who you know there's not a there's not a 20% chance he's going to be out for the year with shoulder, arm or elbow surgery.
1: But there, yeah but there might be a twenty percent chance that bryce harbor might not play for the next two seasons in, in the majors
0: yeah i mean that's true but uh i think you gotta take the long yeah. if you're the nationals you gotta you, you you're building you're building for for sustained excellence not uh right not for not to not you're not trying to trying to pull a quick fix here you know, you're Either 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 you're building something special or you have something special. Right now they don't, so right. I think they got to take the long view and 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 not uh and stay the course and try to develop some stars. And I think uh I think Harper's the I think Harper ultimately will have more impact than Strasburg if he develops his planned.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you. You know I'm not really sure who I'm not really sure who I take, but I definitely agree with you. I you know I I know that. You know, hitters, you know, if fits that kind of situation, you, know, you got to go with the hitter because Bryce Harper, especially being Bryce Harper, you know, he, he was number one overall pick. He has tons of power. He's You know, he's probably not going to be, you know, a really good averager. You know, I, I mean, he'll probably hit 270, 280, you know, maybe 260, but he'll hit, you know, 40 home runs this season. I mean, he, he's – he'll be a really good – I mean, he'll be a great player.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he'll be – I think he'll – I think at worst you're looking at like a like a sort of Adam Dunn offensive profile combined with plus defense in the outfield which please sign me up.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 before we go, I just want to update our our listeners. Edwin Jackson, top of the 5th, 2 outs, 4-3 White Sox just got taken out. Oh man, that's crazy. That's uh, that's uh, that's rough, but it's all about the in quotes pitch count and we talked to Will Carroll, I'm uh you know he well carl does not like the pitch count he's the injury expert, so that's just something you know i don't I don't like the pitch count at all i think it's a little bit exaggerated i think just because uh, because uh, one hundred is a round number it's an even number you know to where it is uh whatever but uh has the i be, i believe
0: in i believe in counting pitches i don't believe uh i don't believe that uh that enforcing a a, a uniform arbitrary number yeah, is uh is the correct? I mean, I think you should monitor people's pitch counts. I don't think you should cut them off after a hundred every right. time, especially if they're they're physically mature, uh, older than twenty five, and don't have a history of arm trouble. Uh, I, I think it's very very silly to just cut them off after a hundred pitches.
1: Before we go, if you had, if you had to pick one manager in the future to be the first one to you know to put uh, to put an end to the ridiculous pitch count stuff, maybe not put end to the pitch count. But put an end to the ridiculous, uh, over over exaggerated pitch count. Who's it going to be? Which manager?
0: Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, may- maybe not even one that's that's active right now. What about me? <laughs> I, 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 if I had to pick an active manager, I'd probably say Bob Guerin.
1: That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I think, I think it'll. I mean, I think it'll happen. I'm not sure who, but it, you know. I could see Ozzy Guillen being that guy, maybe, even though he just took it with Jackson. Yeah, excellent.
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So with that, let's you know, let's end it. And uh, it was Peter. Thanks much for joining us. Uh, we you know we now know that uh, you know we're obviously going to get you on in the future, even even uh, when Matt's here. But uh, if if Matt's unavailable, uh, you're the guy to go to. Thanks much for doing this. Yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoyed your time here.
0: Yes, yeah, certainly. Happy to happy to pinch at any time.
1: And we'll talk to you soon, man.
0: All right. Take care. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. That's why a bear can rest at ease with just the bare necessities of life. Yeah. With just the bare necessities of life. Yeah, man.